1: Becoming a father is a life-changing event. New dads experience excitement and face many often unanticipated new challenges. But most books, workshops, and support groups are geared toward the needs of moms and the perspective of new moms, and so fathers and newborns and toddlers are usually left to navigate the territory without much specific guidance or support. So what does it take to be an awesome dad? I'm Danny Singley, and this is Parent Savers, episode 20.
2: Parent Savers, the coolest online show about parenting and we are broadcasting from the Birth Education Center in San Diego. I'm your guest host for today and frequent panelist. My name is Owen Hemsath, and if you like tech, you're going to love our new mobile apps where you can take the Parent Savers show with you wherever you go. Now available in the Amazon Android Market and the iTunes App Store, you can listen to your favorite episode in the car or at the gym and get instant access to our most recent episodes and And our social networking sites. As a matter of fact, go to Facebook right now. Look up Parent Savers and like us. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Now, as a big fan of the show myself, I also urge you to visit our website at parentsavers.com and subscribe to the Parent Savers newsletter. It's an awesome newsletter. We love it a lot at my house featuring exclusive behind-the-scenes content from the show, special giveaways, discounts, and more. Do I qualify for the giveaways? I hope so. I want some free stuff. (laughs) Uh, visit our website parentsavers.com for more information again my name is Owen I'm a video marketer and web designer in Oceanside I'm also a new dad uh, Benjamin my son was born four weeks ago and I also have a 14 month old uh, named Jameson and a, six, a five-year-old named Canaan uh, and he just started kindergarten today I'm joined by some of my favorite people and close friends we've got Johnner, Colin and Benjamin
3: here you guys want to say hi yeah, hi, I'm John Arreel. Um I'm 38. I'm a freelance writer, and I have three boys as well, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old.
4: Hi, my name is Colin Rand. I'm 32 years old, and I have two uh, very exciting and energetic boys. Uh, Lucas is five, and Jackson, we call him Jackie, he's two.
5: Hey, my name is Benjamin. I'm 26. I uh, run a business in Oceanside, and I have uh, one, a two-month-old, adorable little girl, and uh, that's why I'm so short on sleep right now. On like yeah, me. no,
2: I know, and I got <laughs> I got you up early today for I this. No, dragging me
5: out of bed, man. And I know I
2: defense. know Colin and uh, Benjamin very well. We've known each other for a long time. John and I've known for a few hours, and you seem like an amazing guy. So <laughs> you too, I'm uh, I'm stoked to have you guys here, and I'm pretty excited to dig into the show today. Show, but before we... we start, here's a word from Parent Savers expert Jennifer Shear with some tips on how to handle the emotional side of parenting.
0: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. Hello, Parent Savers. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear, a clinical psychologist with a practice in San Diego. One of my specialties is working with women during pregnancy and throughout the transition to motherhood. Today's segment is about common adjustments that couples go through with a new baby. When baby is born, it is never again just you and me. The dyad expands to a triad. There is often a sense of loss, even as there is simultaneous excitement about growing your family. It is helpful to remember that mothers and fathers often experience this transition differently and at different times. Make the transition conscious by talking about it. When baby is born, there is a healthy and yet temporary preoccupation on caregiving baby. It is perfectly normal for new moms and dads to be focused on strengthening and defining these roles for themselves. And they are often different. Some men are natural caretakers and want to be very involved in the process. Other men may become very focused on their role as a financial provider. Try to think about where your partner gains esteem for this new role as mother or father, and try to understand that if the focus or attention on each other is not what you're used to, things are still fine. Rather than experiencing these changes as rejection or an indicator that something is wrong, it shows the enormous energy you are both putting into defining brand new parts of yourself, and you're doing it under minimal sleep. And speaking of minimal sleep, sexual intimacy and sleep deprivation are not a very good mix. So try to be gentle with yourselves and trust that you will find a natural rhythm with one another after the hard work of learning your baby's rhythms are firmly established. Thanks for tuning in to Parent Savers. It is my hope that having a greater understanding of common couple adjustments will help to normalize some of the changes that come with the new baby. And keep listening for more episodes on how to thrive as a new parent.
2: Today on Parent Savers, our guest Danny Singley is here. Danny is a psychologist and head honcho at newdadclass.com where he teaches parenting classes for for men. It's a basic training course, right, for new dads. Danny, welcome to the show. Uh, Hey, how did you come up with the idea for a new dad's
1: class? Well, as with most psychologists, I think it's all about me. And... (laughs) It really began when I was or, in. The, or yeah. your mother, yeah. So that was, you know, research is me search, and uh, it started when my wife was pregnant with our older boy. I've got two boys, um, five and eight now, and when we went through the process of taking classes and checking out resources for new expectant parents, it was all about mom, and the message I got was, you know, supporting her is the best thing that you can do, even when you have a baby, and so being a fairly entitled white male, I thought to myself, you know, I think I have something to offer directly to my baby. And he was born, and that turned out to be the case. But I sort of turned around and said, all right, I want to come up with some some ways to help dads to be directly involved with their babies as well as their partners.
2: Now, were you were you super confident during the pregnancy? I mean, I was certainly like, hey, I'm going to raise this kid. Like, you know, they used to live in the jungle. Like, we're, it didn't occur to me to take a class. Were you super confident, or did you recognize that there were some weaknesses in your own knowledge about how to handle a new child.
1: depended on what day you asked me yeah, and about okay. you know, what, what elements of it. Um, one of the things that did keep happening was I would, even good friends of ours and family members would come and my wife and I would be sitting there and they would look at her and say, you're going to flower as a woman. It's going to be the most amazing chapter of your life. And they'd look at me and be like, you're screwed. <laughs> you will never surf again, you know, and, and, and so it's, sometimes I would get stuff like that. You know, it's, it's a joke, but there are a lot of messages, a lot of ways that men get that message about what parenthood it's going to be like. Thankfully, that has not been the case. Sure. Interesting.
5: Now, help me out here. What kind of things do you cover in uh, basic training for new dads?
1: So, The basic training itself is it consists of two classes. One is the expectant dads class, and in that one, I have a group of between six and ten dads that c- come down to the class, and they're all in their third trimester, and we go over a series of points. One of them is what I call the you know the the, the expectant dad's checklist, which is right. things that expectant dads typically, by virtue of socialization, just never do. I make them do them, and so there are things like you know set up a weekly. Su- I call it the summit meeting check in with with their partner to keep their relationship strong and be proactive about communication. I'm a shrink, and so it's all about talking, like between yeah. the the, the husband and the wife exactly. type of situation. Exactly. Okay. Because marital satisfaction typically takes a big hit the first eight to 12 months after the birth but there's a lot you can do to to i don't know what you mean yeah i know (laughs) hey the the candy store closes and everything changes right (laughs) (laughs) it's other you know and the other things like you know go interview the pediatrician uh you know take point interview mom what do you want from a pediatrician everybody's super focused on the birth but not so much on afterwards and so dad can you know cowboy up interview her go do the first round of interviewing a pediatrician then come back and do that as well.
2: I love to hear you say that because uh, I got very proactive with the pediatrician and um, my at, at the point now where my wife asked me to leave the room <laughs> because I'm like I'm like, can you show me the study? Uh, I'm like, it looks like, uh, you know, uh, some big pharmaceutical company paid for all the advertisement in here. Doctor, how, what do you have to say
1: about that?
3: Well, see, you're you the, know?
1: you're the en- enlightened dad. So, uh, uh, so we cover things like that in the expecting dads class that we also get down to real brass tacks. Like, you know, uh, folks want to know about cord blood banking and yeah. getting a doula or having I mean, a midwife or daddy nesting. That's great. And, and then we hit the actual birth and then we have, you know, the, the fourth trimester and we have a veteran dad that's already been through the class comes back for the last 30 minutes of it so he's gone through the class he's had the kiddo the dust and placenta have settled yeah and now he can say here's what the here's what our birth plan was here's how the birth actually went down yeah and here's what it's like for me these days yeah. typically it's not dr Singley's inspired brilliance that they want to talk about on the evaluation it's hearing from veteran dads and connecting with other dads that are in the same situation yeah
4: I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with Owen though. Is I, I, I find myself to be very proactive, and sometimes I, I get to the point where my opinion becomes a, a prideful thing. But I've I've definitely seen people surpass my proud points, and and how, how do you deal with that? You know, what have you done to deal with sometimes, uh, for lack of a better term, an unruly dad?
1: You I and mean dads that come in and it's sort of a my way or the highway. I'm going to show Danny
2: what you know what real yeah, yeah. dad like, that is. Oh,
4: he does, he has no idea what what being a dad is. This is the way to be a dad, you know. And you go, okay, you good luck with that kind of thing. You yeah.
1: Know? Um, t- typically, the ones that that I have found to be the most challenging are the dads who, for whatever reason, they're they just don't seem to want to be engaged right. in the mm. process and. You can't make somebody want that.
2: Kind of like you know, my dad wasn't you know he worked for eighteen hours a day in the coal mines, and you know that's the way I'm going to do it, and that sort of. I turned out fine, you know that sort of thing.
1: Exactly, and th- there are plenty of vestiges of that sort of old school Ozzy and Harriet mentality. It's one of the things uh, referred to as the um, the new dads' generation gap at this yeah. point. Stereotypically, new dads of this generation had dads that weren't very engaged until you know Timmy was old enough to throw a ball, and he would go off, and his role in the yeah whole fare was being a pocket and an earner but these days society expects dads to be very involved very emotionally available right from the get-go and even with a baby and so in the stress of adjusting because there is some stress for any adjustment um doesn't have to be overwhelming though right if dad goes on autopilot and what his model was and disengages as opposed to really staying in there He's going to get dinged. It's going to be a problem. Well, it's
2: an interesting thing that you bring up about uh, society expecting, because I turn on the TV and I see dads are a bunch of dummies yeah. and stuck in the mini blinds, kind of like, you know, um, wife is spoon feeding him stuff,
3: you know what I mean? And and so there aren't any media models. Uh, where, where for, you, yeah. Where do you think that it, that comes from, that this this need now for dads to be and feel so engaged comes from? Is it a reaction to maybe a lot of dads not being there for us or?
1: Could be. I mean, it, it, social tides will turn, but but it is yeah. it, it, there is a very prevalent stereotype in in popular media of the sort of bumbling dad right. who, mm-hmm. who either dad's absent or dad just can't get it right, right. and um, I, I think some of it goes back to really old and I would say inaccurate stereotypes about. You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And I hear over and over again from dads, especially expectant dads, I feel so bad for when we have the new baby, there's there's going to be nothing that I can do. But the reality is we can do everything that moms can do right. mm-hmm. with one important exception. And we're hard, we're challenged, and that's just the case. But we can swaddle, we can soothe, we can, you know, give mom. There's so many things that we can do. And sometimes it, it, it takes a while for the light bulb to go on for dad to realize, you know what, I can do this.
2: Well, it's interesting what you say about uh, you know women are from Venus and whatnot because science has really shown us. I mean, the the rover landed on the red planet and there was no sign of beer or, or ESPN. <laughs> so we know men are not from Mars.
5: Yeah, you, you were saying something about like being emotionally involved. I'm not a super emotional kind of guy. I am very involved. I change diaper. I do all that kind of stuff except for feeding. You know, I can, obviously I can't yeah. do that, but. Uh, you know, what do you mean by being emotionally involved? I'm not, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not a super emotional guy. I didn't cry when, you know, I left for work again after the baby was born. My wife totally balled her eyes out, like three days straight. You to know? quickly address
1: the, the emotional availability piece, it is something different that's expected of men in general these days, but partners. Um, if you look at uh, postpartum issues generally, when folks think about postpartum depression, they think about uh, a weepy woman, mm-hmm. but just as an example of emotional differences, um, postpartum depression depending on what study you look at, between 4 and 25% of men have daddy baby blues as well, but the emotional expression of it looks very different than it does with women, as opposed to being, if you sit back and close your eyes and imagine somebody being intensely sad, you're going to have a generally feminized understanding of it. They're going to be crying, they're going to be rocking back and forth and so forth, and men tend to get irritable and angry or isolate or not take as much joy and when that plays out for new dads mom and dad can just not understand what's you know what's going on right you you don't seem the same as you have been and so being more being more emotionally available doesn't mean emoting a whole lot more it does mean allowing yourself the space to, to say okay there's something going on with me and to be able to go communicate it so
2: what are some right. of the techniques that you you share with a, with a dad um, to to take back to his partner uh, in the relationship um, sense of, because of, there's a distance there. You know, you've got now this baby in between you yeah. and your wife, you know, in my case. And so what are some techniques that you, you teach a dad to, to take back to the home to, you know, re-engage that relationship?
1: So uh, the, the model I like to use is of a triangle. If you think about the three points on a triangle and you've got between mom and dad and then from parents to the baby, typically immediately after birth mom and dad are hugely focused on the legs of the triangle going to the baby mm-hmm. and i remind them that the baby's only there because of that leg of the triangle between mom and dad that's what got things off um, a lot of times that can feel like a want to instead of a have to to keep things uh, solid because the, the the better the relationship is the better it is for baby as well as for the individual parents and so two things that i tell them to do always actually three things um as i mentioned setting up a weekly 15, 20-minute check-in, the summit meeting. So, and I, let me tell you, no dad in the history of the universe has ever gone home and said, okay, honey... Um, Let's take a regular 15-minute-per-week timeout and check in. Right, right. Not to do family business. Not who's going to get the diapers and how are you going to go over here and this. It's just to say, look, here's what it's like to be me. Here's in b- between my ears and my own skin, this is what it's like. Some couch time. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. And just sort of checking in on that leg of the triangle. Another one is to get social support. Yeah. Men tend to be terrible social chairs you know yeah. start with the onslaught of sexist comments your men really like we we tend to get told where to go and who to hang out with right. but it's not fair to expect that mom and dad are going to be each other's sole source of social support so going out and you know doing some mindless interactive with other guys or you know whatever it is you go get we that support we need more of that I Yeah, right on
2: yeah, Ben and I used to hang out all the time, and then the ba- our babies came right next to each other, and it's kind of like... It's zero activity now. Yeah. yeah.
5: We need to go, like, get a movie and beer or something. That's what I'm talking about, you know, and a steak. and Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: meat, 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 and beer. That's what...
2: And, you know, one thing with the wife, we, we have our, our couch time, our one-on-one time, but we also, we have to make sure it's not like at the end of the day when it's like,
1: <sighs> Yeah.
2: You know, it's got to be when, like nap time or something, when we're not exhausted and still excited to see each other. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, my, my wife and I are, are uh, big calendar geeks, and so we've got Outlook and Google Calendar and a shared Google Calendar. And, and um, one thing that you can do is to set a recurring Monday morning reminder, which says, "All right, my schedule changes; it won't always be you know Tuesday at noon." The reminder is when you check in and say, "Okay, when is a reasonable time this week that we can do our fifteen twenty minute check?" Right. In? Right. What
3: what do you what do you see in your classes that you know some common themes that maybe dads brings up of things they're afraid of or issues they want to talk about to, and and you know how do you, how do you deal with them
1: for dads that have never really had much experience with babies what they're most comfortable owning up to being worried about is I'm afraid I'm going to drop the kid right. um, yeah. I don't know how to you know I don't know how to swaddle I don't know this and it takes them a while to warm up to. I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to earn enough. Um, how am I going to handle work-life stress? Uh, typically, they haven't thought through some of the things that that really do tend to come to a head, which are things like um, we disagree about when baby should be out of the room. Right? We're not on, on the same sleeping yeah, stuff like that. We're not on the yeah. same page about letting baby cry it out. Right. Um, Things along lines. So it, started, it sort of starts out with
3: very basic logistics, yeah. mm-hmm. and then kind of mushrooms into you know talking to. Turns a lot of out those issues.
1: logistics are nested in a larger social. Context. My
3: my, fir- my first swaddles, I tied in knots.
2: I was like, no, the baby cannot move. I did it. I did it right, you know. And then yeah, some of the issues about crying it out because I'm a big let the baby cry it out. You know what I mean? It's my house. You know what I mean? So and we, you know, it, I wasn't open to conversation. It was like, no, I, you know, this you know, I'm dad, I'm you know, I king of my my household type of situation. And these are things that engage my wife and I. I could have really, you know, used the class or or used some of this
1: information, you know, in the very beginning to at least recognize that there are gonna be issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Well that's part of the trick. So as a as a psychologist that focuses on men's issues, finding ways to approach guys in a way that doesn't get them freaked out and say oh man the shrink's talking about feelings again that that's half the battle but typically the issues remain largely the same once guys kind of you know get into it
2: that's really fantastic stuff now when we come back we'll talk more specifically about the type of skill sets that danny helps out with and how to get involved with a new dad class
1: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if If only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
2: Welcome back to Parent Savers. Today we're talking with psychologist Danny Singley of NewDadClass.com. And we're talking about uh, parenting skills for new dads. Danny, what about this adjustment to parenthood for the dad? I mean, you go from being a bro, you know, to being uh, a dad, to being daddy. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you teach uh, men to deal with that?
1: Well, I think we maintain our broness postpartum, first of all, um, but with an addition to the crew. Um, there's so many factors that go into a dad's adjustment, like, you know, psychological, social, biological. Uh, we can't hit them all, but my focus is on the ones that um, dads can learn as individually as part of a couple and as a parent. And so I think of it in uh, sort of a systems perspective. One, there's between dad's ears. What's he thinking about? How's he managing stress? Um, the second is as part of a partner, you know, uh, in the relationship, and then finally, it's sort of in the larger social context. What's he doing? I oftentimes, folks will new dads will wait until stress just gets too much. I think of it as sort of the tension when you right. pull a bow back, right. and it's to be proactive about getting their stress managed, and that can look totally totally different from dad to dad for some it's i'm gonna go bowling or somebody else sits i just want some me time to go relax um other folks will actually go do things like you know i'm gonna go work out or i'm gonna go do yoga or i'm gonna surf or some of them really want to do relaxation like they'll sit and do deep breathing or things like that as stress decompress a little bit you know
2: especially after working.
1: Well, the thing that you're going to see is it's about staying ahead of this stuff. Yeah. It's about not being reactive. It's about being proactive. So what about someone like
4: in my case, I, I work from home. So I'm with my kids all day. Um, I may not see them constantly cause I'm in the office, but I'm at home. So I, I help out there. I help out afterwards with dinner and putting them to bed. And then my day is done because, uh, socially after becoming a, a dad from a bro I've lost I've lost my broness and I'm gonna open up a little bit I've lost my broness and 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 my friendships have, have kind of dissipated because uh, my goals changed so what what can I do in that social aspect of, of being a, in a in a confinement to of a family? Not be so girly. <laughs>
0: not necessarily be so girly, but be more broy, right?
4: But, but in the general sense of uh, I don't have an outlet necessarily. Everything is is uh, is family related kids, at this point. Know? It's kids and it's it's wife and and it's sleep and work. That's it.
1: The social situation, it's going to change no matter what. Um, One thing that's very common for new dads, which typically they don't see coming, is a a sense of guilt about, you know, here's, here's how much time mom is needing to spend and all the nursing and all the sleepless nights and this and that. And oftentimes dads do not feel entitled to asking you know hey is it okay if i go if i go have some time out because that can feel really selfish it's a i would say it's a have to that tends to get dropped down to a want to that doesn't get addressed and so for you specifically the question i would ask you is in your mind when i ask you who's somebody that you would really like to hang out with that you haven't hung out in a long time who just does somebody come to mind? No, nobody comes to mind. As he's looking directly at me. Guys, there's, there's a bromance brewing here. You guys say you're not bros anymore. But oh, I'm it's been it. there for 20 years. Almost, yeah. But, but the reason why I ask is that it's not the case that the opportunity isn't there. The case is that it just takes something it, – it, it takes more to actually get out and, and stoke those those relationships. I'm
2: so glad to hear you say that because, again, the media teaches us that, that uh, dads are these bumbling – you know overweight fools and it's like i i sit there and i want to i want to protect my kids and my wife and so you know asking hey can i go bowling or hey can i go to the driving range is kind of like i feel like i'm the 10 year old you know scuffling my feet hey is, is it all right if you know maybe later tonight me and you know and and I, I need to get out i i need to just get away and decompress for a little bit and it's nice to know that other men are having that same situation and they just they just need to go out and be social and and be you know Bros. Absolutely, yeah. I
5: established that from the very beginning, Owen. What you're talking about is instead of asking, I you know, we just set up times. Yeah. You know, Amy and I, from the very beginning, it was like, "Hey, Saturday, I'm going for a motorcycle ride," you know, yeah. or this, or I'm going with Owen, you know, golfing, whatever. Yeah, you know, you just got to step from the beginning. I think.
1: Well, and there's, the the counterpoint to that is, oftentimes that getting social support and getting out of the house and connecting with other people can fall off radar for mom too. And so, to the extent that you can be proactive and an advocate for mom to go out and get her social support needs meds even if she's in a, in a space of no i can't there's just so much to do if you can say listen i'm gonna post up i got the baby you're good to go go out and go meet up with some of your friends that's something that dads can do that's very concrete which typically we do not do
2: let me tell you i i got on facebook and i called her friends and i'm like you ladies want to come over you know what I mean, and I there's like four women in our house with newborns. Your wife was there. Uh, we had a couple of friends there, and I just kind of quietly okay. And, oh, my wife. And let me tell you
1: something. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that, that's great. It is. But it, it, I'm going to keep coming back to it, being proactive about the social support piece, but also how you how you deal with communication because sure. so much changes after the baby's born and if all we're really focused on is baby's need which is important baby's needs and how are we going to you know manage baby but don't communicate with each other about hey you know i'm I'm really stressing out about about handling the work life stuff or it's tough for me when i come home and you know you just hand me the baby and then and go off i mean these are these are understandable but oftentimes people don't talk proactively about it and when they do talk it's because it's they've really gotten stressful and they start hurling things at each other instead of, you know, in talking in an adult assertive way. Well, that much poop changes a man. It's true. No, it's true.
2: It's a fact. It's science. Like, it's like yeah.
1: Vietnam. <laughs> you're getting used to all the uh, colostrosness. Colostrum will do yeah, that too. Absolutely. Colostrum
4: and napalm. I think actually napalm is made from colostrum. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're,
5: they're same texture. Same it.
1: same food group, certainly.
5: <laughs> and it sounds like you're already answering my question already by, by you know, being proactive about, you know, uh and what a guy can do to be more involved with his new family, you know what? Uh, you know, be proactive. It sounds like you're answering it already. Well, so go out there.
1: once again, I, I pretty much never think of you know the new dad in an, in a vacuum. The new dad's part of a system, part of a partnership, part of a family. Absolutely. System. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I when I when I talk to moms, it sounds one way. When I talk to dads, it sounds another way. A lot of it's still basically the same. Um, One of the very, very best things that mom can do, and this goes to that, you know, sort of fat bumbling couch potato dad stereotype is I tell moms to give dads specific, concrete ways to be involved with baby and do not expect dad to be a mind reader in terms of what you want or how to go about things.
5: So
2: I need you to change the baby's diapers in the morning as opposed to I need you to help out more. Correct.
3: And put it in this trash can. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, not in the kitchen. Exactly. you guys have
4: a specific <laughs> trash can for diapers? Oh, yeah. For awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I mean, I think these are – I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's great tips. But a lot of us, you know, either – because we, for other circumstances, or we just don't live in San Diego, aren't going to be able to take your class. So what are some tips for folks that are listening to maybe kind of tune into this kind of new dad's network or to get some of
1: the benefits of your class? Well, so some of what we've, we've talked about, which is if you, if you want to optimize the adjustment to parenthood, think through it in terms of me as an individual. What makes me me? What brings meaning to my life outside of being just a parent? And how do I keep that in the mix after the birth of the baby but then also how can I not just stay involved with the baby how can I stay directly involved with my partner because that you know and again we're not mind readers we can't know that specifically and so I would say sort of top to bottom it's one make sure that you are managing your stress and you're staying ahead of it and you're being proactive. Men tend not to have the, the vocabulary. We're not well socialized to say, you know, I was feeling rather dismayed this morning when you <laughs> didn't let me do change the diaper or something along these lines. We, the we violin starts yeah, playing. Yeah, but, but, we, but we tend to have an awareness when... If you ask you, how do you feel? Good. How do you feel? Bad. It's not, you yeah. know, act, I'm very right. concerned. And so we don't typically have that vocabulary to express it to somebody else. And it's not really important that you're falling on the floor having a you know, a drama emotion fest. But what is important is to stay ahead of concern and say, I don't know, there's just something going on. And just so to keep mom in the loop and then do something about it because it's not going to get any better if you don't. Start trying to get that social support. Start being proactive about um, your own stress management and bring people in. You know, go out, be active about, I want to go, you know, see this friend or, you know, there's something I'm interested in. Push past the... I have to, I have to, I have to and letting all the want-tos go.
2: Thanks to Danny Singley for coming down and just rocking this dad episode. I learned a lot of really concrete stuff and that's that's fantastic. So thank you so much. And if you're out there listening and want more information on Danny, please visit our website at parentsavers.com and visit the episode page with Danny Singley, episode 20. And you can also visit Danny's website at www.newdadsclass.com.
1: Step into
0: the world of power, loyalty, No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Before we wrap up today's episode, here's a new segment on Parent Savers called Parenting Oops. This is your chance to tell a funny story about a parenting mistake or oops that you recently made. Kind of like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos for Internet Radio. Colin, you had a, a story you were telling me about earlier.
4: Yeah, <laughs> This is one of the the uh, fun stories that I like to tell about my, my oldest son, Lucas. Now, Lucas, if you know Lucas, you know how intelligent he is and how curious he is. I mean, he will ask a question to a complete stranger if he thinks he's going to get a logical answer. <laughs> um, and uh, at one point, um, I-, I was helping uh, run a restaurant, and uh, one of my employees, it was a slow night, so I had the family come in, and, and my wife and my, my oldest son sat there and, and – he asked a question to one of my waitresses. Now let me let me preface this a little bit. Lucas is a he, he's above and beyond where he needs to be in, in asking questions, and especially about the differences between men and women, mommies and daddies. And so, one of the questions that we answered was, "Women have breasts, and and men have chests, and that's how you de- decipher it." And we we tried to do very specific, so it wasn't a a wrong thing to do or a wrong thing to say to anybody. Women have breasts, men have chest. And so this, this waitress that, that works for me, I I would say she's a, um, a full figured woman. Okay. And then that's going to be, yes. Um, and and I'll try and stay as, as appropriate as possible. He decided that he was going to ask this waitress about the difference and, and why she is a woman. And he goes, do you have a breast? And my wife and I looked at each other like, oh my gosh. And, and we said to to him, Lucas, you cannot say that to people like that. And he goes, oh, excuse me, do you have a breast? And he just thought it was impolite for him not to say excuse me and to get her attention. And that was the the incorrect thing to do. And. And so what we did is we had to find ourselves that we had to re-evaluate how we were talking to him about the anatomy or specifics, whether it's, you know, women have breasts and men have chests or, or fat and skinny, that you can't just talk about those things to anybody that it, it, in an ethical and, and a societal way, you you don't talk about those things just in public. You can talk to mommy and daddy about it, but not, not just anybody. So that was one of those oops. If you have a parenting oops you'd like to share, you can call our parents Hotline at
2: 619 866 4775 or email us and we'll feature it on an upcoming episode. That wraps up today's episodes. Be sure to check out the Parent Savers website for more great episodes, the Parent Savers blog, and great reviews on our parenting products. Also, join us on Facebook. Just search for Parent Savers. Coming up next, we're talking about co parenting what to do when parents disagree. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere.
4: and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
5: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?